I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Winners of the East London Challenge Cup soon after their formation in 1885. The old Millwall Rovers are now known to their roaring supporters as the last. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Right now, here we are at the Den Midweek Special Edition, dear listeners. I'm here with Crazy Hulk. Say hello to the listeners, Crazy Hulk. Does your battery ever run out? It never runs out, mate. It's constantly on. I'm, I'm part of the always-on generation. Welcome to tonight's show, dear listeners. Um, apologies for those of you who follow the show. You didn't get your normal weekend um, portion, did you? You didn't get your Sunday morning portion that you like. Um, good reason for that. The, um, I didn't really have enough content from the trip up to Preston um, didn't think we'd really do a, a show justice um, so if, anyway I've rolled it together we're going to do a, a special double header with the Preston coverage such as it is and tonight's home game versus Reading tonight's Millwall team for the, for the visit of Reading uh, it looks unchanged from Saturday's turnout at, at Preston up at Deepdale Jordan Archer and goal across the back line Conor McLaughlin James Meredith Sean Hutchinson and Byron Webster in midfield Sean Williams uh, George Saddle on the wing I'm going to guess Aidan O'Brien and Shed Wallace of course and up front will be Steve Morrison and Fred Onyadinma big news of the week of course is we've got the call up to the Northern Irish squad of George Saddle um, today's announcement with Aidan O'Brien getting called up to the Republic of Ireland squad and Crazy Horse and I have just had a debate as to when we last had Six internationals, Jordan Archer, Conor McLaughlin, Meredith, has he played for Australia? Romeo plays for, uh, Romeo plays plays for one of the West Indies yeah. sites. Um, Saville now, Northern Irish, uh, Shane Ferguson, Northern Irish, Jordan Archer's in goal, might have mentioned him. Steve Morrison, Welsh international. Different call-up, different <laughs> So we're trying to think when we last had that number of international players in our squad. 2001. Going back to the Tim Cahill yeah, era. You had Tim Eiffel, Reid, Sadler, Michael Jilks played for Barbados. Jilks. Mark Bircham, Canada. Bircham. Did Kinney ever play for Belgium? No. Nah. Wonderful, sir. 
So well done to our players for their international honours. Really is a mark of how far this team's come under Neil Harris. But before we uh, go over to tonight's coverage, where they had in a kind of luminous orange kit akin to what you might wear on the railway, we're going to switch it back now to Deepdale last Saturday just to bring you up to speed with that nil-nil draw against, against Preston. Achtung, Mehlball. Again, deep down Preston this time, though, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. I'm sat sitting, as they say around here, next to Mr. John Shipman, our northern correspondent. Hello, the listeners, John. Afternoon, Nick. Afternoon, all. Welcome to sunny Preston, Garden City, and all. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Um, deep Dale, nice grounds. Um, kind of got like a boxy, scaffoldy kind of um, newly built feel to it, but it's, it's pleasant enough. I quite like it too. One, two, uh, three steep-sided, one lower stand. It looks like it's got a, a half-finished feel to it. Um, one of the great names of English football, of course, Proud Preston, first champions of England in 1888-89. Unbeaten, I think. They were the Invincibles that year. Um, a bit of a power in Victorian football, but uh, a bit like the town itself. A bit powerhouse of industrial England, and now, sadly, a little bit for rent and empty. They're going nowhere. Our five or six hundred Millwall fans around us at the moment made the journey up. It's a muggy old day, grey skies, walked down from the station. Felt like I'd done a workout of a gym. We're waiting today's team news. I'm just going to check that now and see what's, what's happening. Well, my tweets aren't loading right now, dear listeners. So, oh, John's got, John's got reception. What, what channel do you use, John? I don't get any reception here, mate. I'm on uh, from the good people at EE. EE, so, so we've could... got uh, Archer in goal, McLaughlin, Meredith, Archerson and Webster at the back. Williams, uh, Wallace, Savile, yep. and O'Brien, I think, across yep. the midfield, which means it'll be uh, Onya Dimna and Morrison resuming up front. Same as, same as last week. Um, worryingly, not too many options on the bench there. We've got Dave Martin, Tony Craig, Shane Ferguson, Romeo, good to see him back, Tunnicliffe, Twardek and Cooper. So we've not got too many goal scorers on the bench, so uh, no. we're going to do that. We've got to do it with what's on the pitch, I think. Yeah. Same as last week. I think we said before last, last week's immense almighty performance over Leeds but we do look a little bit thin once you get past that first choice 11 um, there we are we've got, we've got to play with the cards we're dealt dear listeners here come the Lions and Preston Grand's filled up a little bit the uh, home end which I think is the Tom Finney end great uh, English player of the 1950s I believe nerds can correct me out there that's the home end for, as, we, as we look uh, side stand, put that three quarters full, lower tier, such as Elizabeth on the side, big bell stand. And about five or six hundred of us in the Bill Shankly Cop. Achtung, Mehlball. Just one minute overtime at the end of the first half. Been a clean game, scrappy, but cleanish, no clear cut chances for the Lions. Uh, nothing clear for Preston, in all honesty, at the other end. Aidan O'Brien goes flying, so a bit free kick from Millwall down the far end. He's complaining to the referee, whether he wants a yellow for that. I don't like to see that. I don't like to see players complaining for yellow cards against fellow professionals. We've got the free kick. It's to the left as we as we attack. It's probably just outside the penalty area. Hard to judge distances from this end. Actually, well, it's like a smash at this, wouldn't you? I'd like to see him have a dig, because then we had a sharp goal, John, have we? No. It'd be good to see him have a crack. It's very much in his range from what I've seen in the past, and no time left on the floor. No. Last few seconds of it at the half. Can't play around with it. Worth a go. Everyone calling for Jed to have a go. I think we back that here on the 
Acton Mill jury. Here we go, Wallace lines up, he shoots, it's deflected, it's going to go for the corner. The referee blows up for time, denies us our corner. There we go. Solid enough first half there, John, no clear-cut chances, yeah. but we don't look too bad, Nothing do we? Too much either way, we've earned a few corners, um, quite reliant on the long ball forward to, to Morrison to hold up the second chase, but uh, equally we've not conceded too much, so... Uh, no, they've carved nothing out either in our end, have we? No, so, uh, here we are. Nil-nil half-time, dear listeners. Achtung, well, welcome back for the second half, dear listeners. Um, one of John's contacts up here, a PN, uh, Preston fan, PNE fan, seems to have a bit of a grudge against the referee, John. I've not seen him being too bad, hey, to be hey. fair. And as you said, Nick, you got booed off at the end of the first half. He I, did. I can't remember. Well, there were certainly no big decisions that have gone either way. I would have said 50-50, really. Yeah. I mean, both sides have been getting free kicks. Nothing outrageous. I think we picked up one booking. They picked up two, maybe three. But I can't remember it. I can't remember him being sick. No. no. Away we go. This time around, the Lions will be attacking us in the, the Bill Shankly Cop, which is, of course, named after the uh, Spy on Cop, which is a famous battlefield in the uh, Boer Wars, South African Boer Wars at the turn of the last century. Uh, many, many clubs around the country had cops, including, of course, the Liverpool one. I have one here. I think Sheffield Wednesday has a cop as well, but there are quite a few knocking around. And um, this one's named after Bill Shankly, who played at Preston. 64 minutes, Mill throwing about halfway inside the, the Preston half. Mill looking a bit brighter in the second half we've, we've, since um, Fred's gone out. That's, uh, I've cursed it just as I said that. Morrison heads it over his own behind him for a goal kick to, to no avail. Uh, but we have looked a little bit brighter since, uh, since Fred's left the game. I'm not sure I should connect the two things there, but um, that's the way it's worked out, dear listeners. So halfway through the second half, been an interminable break in play while someone was uh, attended to medically. A drinks break took place. We're one step short of having a picnic table out there and uh, scones and cream. As it is, uh, we're still waiting for play to restart. 22 gone in the second half. It's going to be hoofed forward now by Jordan Archer. In fairness, the Preston defence has been quite physical. We haven't really carved out any clear-cut moments of opportunities. No, we haven't had the better of them, have we? I can't remember too many headers that Morrison's won, actually. Um, so it's been a tough day out here for them. They look like big boys as well, so they're, they're, they're tough units to go past. Long ball forwards, trying to find Morrison. They've been at, at the head of that long ball tactic today, Preston, in all, in all fair honesty. We haven't really surprised them with it in a way that we seem to have surprised other teams. Ball breaks. This is Wallace. This is William, sorry. This is Wallace. As you're a penalty here, it will chip through. Little quick over from Savile. That's a beautiful moment. Almost Brazilian in, in execution, but he just couldn't get enough of a, of a purchase on it. He put over the bar. Goal kick. During the summer shopping, there was a few people who suggested that we might need another centre forward, and I think uh, Gregory's suspension, along with Elliot's injury, has uh, yeah. highlighted that a little bit today. I think Morrison could have done with a rest. Um, O'Brien has not been at it today. No. Uh, Fred, Fred, Fred wasn't I, really in it. No, um, Fred and O'Brien give you options, but I think, first and foremost, they're wingers. We could maybe have done with perhaps a youngster on the bench, maybe keeping Phil Bott for the first few weeks yeah. of the season to see how he... Uh, how he progresses and whether we need it for injuries or suspensions. Morrison does look tired out, I must say now. A lot of effort made no blind today, not, not the um, most exhilarating performance, but um, certainly put everything into it. You can't argue with the, the whole side's effort, in all, in all honesty. 
Um, it hasn't been the same kind of um, level of intensity. How could it be after last week's um, theatre against Leeds United? But um, certainly we've, we've been committed to the course today and um, if we can get out of this with a point, I think we'll regard that as a, as a decent result given the circumstances. Five minutes left in this one though, dear listeners. We'll have to chop this back, we can see the late one of course, but I think when um, when Gregory got sent off at QPR, if he yeah. could offer us four points from the next two games, I think you'd have gladly played. No, I think it's probably a good point, John, yeah. This is uh, Wallace leaving the game, Marlon's coming in the last few seconds. It's another player who's put in a great shift today, but it's Must not be really tired, they all look tired, don't they? So, late, 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 Archer will lump it forwards from inside our own half, towards Morrison. He makes no effort at it at all. Let's Marlon take over the duty there. The referee's looking at his watch, looking across at his linesman. There is full time. A deserving point there, John. I think we did enough overall, mate. Yeah, I don't think either side did enough to win it. It was quite a sluggish day. Things weren't quite coming off for us. Um, two or three players had not stinkers, but it just wasn't happening for them. Um, but. As we say, if you'd have offered us a point from up here before the game, I think we'd have taken it. Especially but with a depleted squad and not a lot of options on the bench. Big thank you to John Shipman for joining me in today's action here at Deepdale. Nil-nil in the event. Um, good point, good, almost a quintessential Northern away point. I think that's the way to regard this one, dear listeners. You, you, you all know what I mean by that. Applause from Neil Harris, Aidan O'Brien, Jed Wallace and Fred. So welcome back, dear listeners, after that. It was um, a grinding game in some respects. Both teams equally matched. Both cancelled each other out somewhat. Not a huge, if any, amount of goalmouth action to report on. Hence the rather shortened um, coverage that I gave it. I'm hoping that um, you'll forgive me for not doing your show on Sunday. And if you didn't, well, I suppose it's uh, tough titty. Running in a kind of a really, really bright orange day glow. The day the world turned day glow. Style kit. Lines in their usual broom way, of course. Two blocks of Reading fans in the away ends. Um, that's not a massive turnout for a midweek game, really. I mean, it's a local derby of, of sorts. Reading not doing particularly well in the table. I think they're um, down in... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The, uh, the lower half with us. Managed, of course, by Jack Stan, the ex-Dutch Manchester United player. There is no respect of international qualifications, however. Beckett loves to uh, loves to hate it. So here we go, dear listeners. It's going to be Steve Morrison that kicks us off. Lions attacking the usual away end. Young named end. Really, we're going to be going towards the Coblo Lane in the first half. Flickheaders, Fred, going down the middle on, on one and a half minutes. So uh, that's cut out by Reading. Just debating um, the rights and wrongs of Aiden being called up to the Republic of Ireland squad. You're not convinced of his international credentials, now? No, I just don't know where they're playing. They called him up as a striker, a left winger. He's not really a left winger, but I don't know. He gets goals, he gets goals, doesn't he? That's that's his um, strong suit. I do agree, he's not not a winger, he's not a natural winger for me. Um, He's not really a target man in the conventional sense, so... Well, well done him. Savile, I can understand for Northern Ireland though. He's a quite classy midfielder. Reading on the break, the four just outside the mill penalty. He's shaping up to shoot, but thought better of it. They're building down our left at the moment. They're ball into the box. It's um, whistle blows. One thing I will say for the Lions is they are a very, very difficult team to beat. Um, if you wanted proof for that, you should have been up there in Preston on on Saturday um, Preston never really carved out any open chances despite a fair chunk of possession and um, increasingly as this season progresses for me we're showing that we have every right to be in this in this division we're certainly a tough team to beat that, that much is that much is certain here comes the international or part of the provisional international squad he may not yet be picked for the final cut Aidan O'Brien we're all coming down the left hand side Fred does a nice little turn there what can he do he Cuts inside his man, he does well there actually, this is Meredith. Just wanted rather too long on the ball there, but nice nice move there by the by Millwall. Reading, one of these teams that um, almost by common consent are cut out for the Premier League, aren't they? they? They built their new stadium, I'm old enough to remember the old Elm Park. Do you, do you ever go to Elm Park now in your time, Reading, the old ground? I remember the spanner. <laughs> Dad wants it back. <laughs> Elm Park, it was a conventional old-fashioned three sides of terracing ground. They were small-time clubs, small town, based around the biscuit factory. They were known as the Biscuit Men back in the old days. And then their owner, Majeski, who built their stadium, decided they were going to be the next big thing. They had a um, brief flirtation with the Premier League, but have never quite got back there since. But they're one of those teams that um, rather like uh, those Milton Keynes and... Brighton, they're, they're by, by common consent Premier League wannabes, aren't they? We are not, are we? We fit into no one's ideal. And I'll leave you to speculate on why that is, dear listeners. Seven minutes gone. I suppose the luminous orange kit is a reference to Jack Stam's Netherland um, cat. They're the kings of high vis. Possibly. Stuck two stripes and said, you're all Johan Cruyff. All about belief, as Alan, uh, was it Ron Manager might have said. Belief. It's all about the three M's: motivation, motivation, motivation. 
Pickford doing some chasing down, talking about motivation and wins, uh, well, he, he concedes a free uh, throw in. Good chasing down by Fred on your dinner then. Eight, eight and a half minutes gone. Panic stations by the uh, number five there, who puts the ball into touch under the uh, closer teams of Steve Morrison, the miserable old kit. He looked absolutely out on his feet at the end of Saturday, so well done to Steve Morrison for starting just a couple of days later. Tribute to the fitness of the squad because they were out on their feet on Saturday. That's going to go for a corner from Republic of Ireland provisional international Aidan O'Brien. Corner on the left, Millwall. Williams floats the corner into the centre. That's a header by Byron straight into the arms of the goalkeeper. No real power behind the header on 10 minutes. So George Savile qualifies for Northern Ireland by dint of a grandmother, apparently, Neil. Who would you qualify for, mate, if you were an international footballer? Dream a moment, come on. Is it Brazil, definitely. Brazil? That dusky Scottish tan of yours, mate. They're, they're the Scotland of South America. Scotland. <laughs> England all the way for me, dear listeners. Unless um, Downham became a breakaway republic and filled its own international side, then I might qualify for the Downham, that international side. Otherwise, England all the way. But what about you, dear listener? Who might you qualify for if you were an international footballer? Get in touch with us. Ring our number up. Oh, 0208-144-0232 and tell me who you might qualify for. Just for the hell of it, why not? If you're in international football, you go back to grandpa- grandparents. Parents, there's grandparents. The old Irish um, FAR is find an Irishman, wasn't it? Good work by Nadine chasing down another forlorn lost ball, forcing a throw into Reading right on the corner flag. As you can tell, Crazy Horse is not convinced of his international cr- uh, credentials. Let's say no more than that. Brian King never played. Um, he was in a class. I mean, there was, there was some quality goalkeepers. Shilton, Clemens would rotate the goalkeeping yeah, juice for him. I mean, he was on the bench, but, you know, I mean, you think back at Millwall players who could have been international. I mean, Alex Ray should have played for Scotland. He yeah. played Brian, just that's it. I suppose even going further back, Alex Stenley. I mean, you know, there was a great goalkeeper, and then it was squeezed out because of the other. Uh, Gordon Banks was, um, was and Peter Benetti, of course, who we got, we got yeah, to talk They both won caps. But again, player that probably would have, in other, another era, would have won more, you know. That's true. 14 minutes, that was 15th minute, nil nil. If memory serves, Mark McGee researched Neil Harris's Scottish background at one point. I don't think he um, found them, but. Um, they did, yeah, the Scottish grammar. So he would have qualified for Scotland. <laughs> England lost, wasn't he? And he turned it down. He said, "No, nah, it's England or nothing." England or nothing. That's what we like to hear. Lions coming down the left, a ball into the box. That's angled towards Aidan O'Brien, but headed clear. Lions now coming down the right. This is McLaughlin overlapping. This is Wallace. It's Savile on the right. That crosses takes a deflection. It almost finds Fred. Falls to Morrison. Plays it back. It's going to come to. Williams finds his space, he shoots his latch power along the ground, latch power into the arm of the goalkeeper. 16 minutes. Lions showing much more enterprise in these early stages of the game. Reading not showing much at all by comparison. Under these harsh sodium floodlights, I, I, my initial thought was that it was orange and black for um, Reading tonight. It's actually orange and brown. Orange and brown. Well, you're colourblind, you don't know, but orange and brown. Shorts. They're brown shorts, mate. Only Coventry. Gary Lineker's at the World Cup in 1990. <laughs> yeah, they're like a, like a grey-brown, most unusual shade. 
I'm thinking back to Coventry's brown kit, Admiral kit of the 70s, classic. They only have a brown team. I'm thinking of Sam Pauli in Germany playing brown. Not normally a conventional football colour, brown. Black shoes in town, brown shoes in the country. Is that some from Gentleman's Weekly there? Some from distant memory from Jeeves versus Worcester or something. Or Jeeves versus Worcester. That sounds like a rap duo, doesn't it? Don't penalise for chasing down low ball there on 80 minutes. There's a chagrin of the Mill support. Some measure of disagreement toward the referee. I'm having my, my colour judgment queried here. It is orange and brown. Jaffa cake. I'm thinking of Jaffa cake. Orange and brown. Can you think of any great orange and brown combos, dear listeners? I can only go with Jaffa cakes. Well, 20 minutes into the game, Lions having most of the uh, bombardment, so to speak. No clear-cut chances so far. Reading are uh, clinging on slightly desperately at times, but it's, uh, there's been no clear-cut front of goal chances. Just as I say that, Reading start to break. Have I put the commentator's curse on it? No, they didn't really break. They kind of stood still more than broke. Going to see some statistic that Reading have got the most, the highest possession uh, statistics in the division. They've had, they have the ball the most, and we have the ball the least. They've done nothing with it so far. No. Modern football's full of statistics like that. Oh, absolutely meaningless in the end, but um, they, they make for um, conversation pieces for wannabe commentators or amateur hour pundits like my good self, dear listeners. No, it's a, it's a railway gang orange, isn't it? It's, it's a high viz. It's a high viz orange. It's not a nice orange. Not a nice orange, no. There's no greater condemnation that I can think of, and that isn't a nice orange. Here they come on the break, however. Just coming towards the 23rd minute. They're coming down our left. Shot from distance. Palmed around by... The ball stays uh, in the field of play, so partially cleared there by Bain O'Brien. So Reading back on the attack again on 23. Ball in from the two, from the left side, from the right side. Take it easy enough that time by Jordan Archer. Reading trying to play the ball around their own defence under pressure from the Millwall forwards who press from the front backwards. 27 minutes. <clears throat> Game's moved into a slightly uninteresting phase for the moment, so I thought I'd take this chance to give a little shout to the Mill Community Trust who have organised a fundraising gala for Down Syndrome Lions there's a Mill team of Down Syndrome kids and there's an, all, uh, an event on the 1st 28th September 7 till 1 11pm 11 at Mill Football Club tickets are 20 quid that's a great cause join us for a buffet dinner auction raffle and disco so it's the Mill Community Trust fundraising gala for Down Syndrome. Go on the uh, millcommunity.org.uk website. Tickets are 20 quid, a fantastic cause. Uh, and it's a team specially for kids suffering with Down Syndrome who want to play for Millwall. Great cause. Get behind it. There's Millwall on the right-hand side. This is ball into Wallace. That goes nowhere. Poor ball, in all honesty. <coughs> Reading on the attack. It's a shot from distance. That's high over the bar. On 29 minutes, first real effort of any any note from Reading. That was a good yard above the bar, dipping kind of shot. Fred, nice turn. Little head inside there from Sam. Fred does a nice turn. Decent cross actually, low and hard. Cleared well enough by the Reading defence just on the 30th minute. That was a nice move there by Fred on Yudimba. Didn't look so good up there at Preston on Saturday, but he's, he's looking okay here tonight. 
must love the den, mustn't he, dear listeners? Pulled into the box, that's deep from Jed Wallace. Over everyone's head, towards Aidan O'Brien, who's battling away. Just like an international should. Offside. trying to think of obscure internationals, those Jimmy's Comoros Islands must be one, one of the most obscure internationals some of the um, some of the Caribbean players, I mean Barbados we mentioned from for Eiffel earlier on didn't, didn't we have a St Kitts and Nevis? That was Bobby Bowery Bobby Bowery, St Kitts and St Nevis I believe, isn't it? Trezor Kandal Trezor Kandal, yeah, yeah. Um, What was Zaire? Congo, yeah, now the Congo was Zaire yeah. Was that who he played for? Yeah. Trezor Candle, I, I did an article in, in CBL a couple of years ago now. He actually didn't have a bad scoring record for us. I mean, it made no great impact on the collective site, but he's got about nine goals in after 15 appearances. Didn't do badly. Um, then he went back to Leeds um, with scathing reviews, but actually his scoring record was not too bad. Pride of, pride of Zaire. The ball in the box. That's Steve Morris. He finds Byron Webster falls almost to Hutchinson. Handball! One of the most blatant handballs you'll ever see in your life there from the full team. But he's got the cheek to wear Johan Cruyff's shirt. With a handball like that. That was straight out of um, handball. 30, what, 32 minutes. There's been a little free kick on the left side. Sean Williams to take. A quite turd, yeah. <laughs> Take away his two stripes. Like the old um, start-up of um, Branded. Any older listeners remember Branded, where the sergeant gets slung out of the US cavalry for crimes he did not commit. He had his stripes ripped off him and he broke his sword in half. That's what actually happened to that 14. So he had his two stripes he hasn't got ripped off his shirt. And a ritual removal of the 14 in honour of a great Johan Cruyff whose name he besmirches with his orange shirt. It's a modern fetish. You've got to knock the ball around at the back and look like you are like the orange shirts. You're like your total football, but you're not really, are you? Because you're not going nowhere with it. We do like to expand your psychological terms on this show, dear listeners. So, fetish. Modern fetish. Why is he did to a degree? But it was, he had some quality players that could probably adapt to that. Um, possession football is Holloway, Holloway was going to re-educate us, like some kind of um, <laughs> Soviet, um, you know, gulag somewhere. We're going to be re-educated into the joys of possession football. Educate. And that worked old, out well, didn't it? When you say education, you mean the old Vietnam way? If you go in education, you're shot. <laughs> we were going to learn to love possession football and the beautiful game. And Ian Holloway was going to be our chairman, Mal. An endless series of, of injuries in his first half, dear listeners. It's, um, it's a little tedious, if I'm honest. Yeah, long march down was to League One in, in Holloway's case, that's true. Cries of wanker from the, uh, the Docker stand. Capturing a moment. A word is a thousand pictures. So Hutchinson flows the ball forward. Aiming towards um, Wallace, who can't win the header there. Morris on the edge of the penalty area. Curling kind of um, daisy cutter. Curling, if you can imagine such a thing, on 35 minutes. The long ball falls, it falls into the path of Steve Morrison, who almost side foots it into, uh, to the left side, but it was uh, no power and wide of the mark. But again, Clatter being used as a slight target man out in the absence of Lee Gregory, who serves out his third suspension game tonight, and Fred is not really physically geared up for um, 
that kind of role, but he does get clattered quite well and draws three kicks. So perhaps he is geared up for... No, I'm just going to Fred's ill physical equipment for the for the kind of target man role. But yeah, he does get clattered quite a lot, so he draws three kicks. So possibly there's an argument he is, he is well set for, I don't know. Possibly not. I don't know. Don't ask me. Yeah, Marvin Williams. Um, had a brief moment in the sun with that goal against Everton, didn't he? Do you remember that one? He was same sort of build, wasn't he? Same sort, of, yeah. Similar to Fred. Probably lacks Fred's um, ability to take and turn. Lacked the past tense. Whoever became a Marvin. This is Reading on the attack. The 24 runs straight into the mill defence. Rock solid yet again. Clock ticking towards the 40th minute, and Reading have been true to their reputation of having huge amounts of possession. So far, not done anything clear cut with it, as we've said. The 14 on the ball at the moment. At halfway inside of Mill Half, ball across the middle of the field. Lions content to sit behind it and await events. Events there where they ran straight into a mill, the two mill defenders, and then that possession goes absolutely nowhere. 40 minutes. Reading trying to make the move forward. This is the 14 on the edge of the, the penalty here. The two coming in from the right-hand side across the, the box. That's a, a shot on goal blocked there by um, McLaughlin. That's gone for a corner on the left-hand side. 41 minutes. 40 minutes of possession football. And it's the first time they managed to carve out a shot. Across into the box, it looked dangerous, yeah. Corner on the left-hand side. I do agree. I mean, it's... Um, possession football of itself is, is pointless. It's just all point here, get the ball, we'll kick it back to you. Yeah, you got the touches, you get the minutes, but you don't get the goals. No. So far, we hope. So far. We're tempting fate, Lady Luck, the cruel mistress. In comes the corner from the left-hand side, that's deep. That's uh, headed away by the middle defence. Here come the lines on the break now, coming towards the 42nd minute. This is Hutchinson. Cross was poor, but that, there's a header across the uh, face of the... Um, Penalty over into the arms of the goalkeeper. That was a defender's pass there, I think. Fred battling away on the edge of the penalty, surrounded by orange shirts. Does well, passes it out wide right. This is Wallace coming towards the 44th minute. Aiden O'Brien, so excuse me, they've swapped sides. Back across the goal, Fred Bunk quite connect. This is McLaughlin now on the edge of the penalty area. There's a little moment there where the ball fired into the penalty area. McLaughlin gets past his man. No, he does he? No, he's physical tussle there and his man comes away with the ball 44 minutes incidentally someone posted a, a review on iTunes for the show which I'm grateful I don't, I don't really get any reviews but someone gave me five stars and posted a review I think it's called London Line really grateful for that so why not if you get a chance why not go on iTunes and post me a review you can say whatever you like about the show I don't really care it's great to get reviews and star ratings too that's how he got called up for the Republic of Ireland. iTunes ratings. <laughs> iTunes ratings. <laughs> One of the um, comments was that um, the chap was missing the old um, randomizer section. I might have to get back into the randomizer. Selection of um, games from the past. I did one with um, Jim from Australia. I'm going to let it drift. I'm going to apologise to everyone that I've let things drift. Story my um, story my life, dear listeners. You get comfy, you let things drift, don't you? So uh, call for the randomizer to return. So, yeah, if you like the show, go on iTunes and post me a rating and a few comments. I always like to hear from you. And it's always much appreciated. Here comes Williams. Lines on the attack. Late, late, late and a half. Ball wide. This is Meredith, who's crosses defector off a corner. 
referee blows for the half time just as it crosses the line much gesticulating towards the referee by the crowd around me they did not like that decision nil-nil at half time um, Reading are like a bland boring blancmange without any flavour aren't they they're, 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 a, they're a, a, a Mogadon on the side Reading are like Reading the town Dole Dole they're Dolesville Lions have had more hustle and bustle. Um, haven't really carved down any real clear-cut chances. They've had more possession where it counts. Reading had loads of possession where it don't count. Um, but no, boredom. Nil-nil. Half-time. Back after these messages. Ladies and gentlemen, during this intermission, the ABC sales staff will visit every part of the theater. You will be able to purchase delicious lion's made Cornish dairy ice cream, as well as Kiora fruit drinks, including two exciting new flavors, flamenco orange and cascade lemon lime. We're being old gits here, dear listeners. We're just debating the... For a change. For a change. Um, The relative merits of the modern athletic game with its lycra-tight home bodies as against the old days of the 80s when players would go out on the sauce and um, train in the likes of Deptford Park with, um, you know, um, with with council hours looking over the back. I'm just saying I'm not sure we've gained much. We've certainly gained um, athletic prowess, but I'm not sure we've gained much in terms of interest, Neil. Not really. I mean, yeah, they can run around for 90 minutes twice a week so for the players back then and only had one sub but I mean you look at Frank Worthington's goal you know a classic one that, yeah. you know, it was the anniversary the other day against Ipswich I mean if you did that now you'd just get the hyper bowl and you know people run around oh the greatest thing ever but the quality, quality of the pitches back then I mean, they, they were prepared to play on mud heaps weren't they yeah. and they could produce games that were skillful and entertaining yeah. you know yeah. um, nowadays every football pitch is a billiard table it's, you know, the facilities are immensely advanced from then but I'm not sure we've gained much in terms of um, soul I don't know if that's getting a bit poncy now. I don't get a bit poncy but we've yeah. got something when a team runs out in bright fluorescent orange and brown it's definitely lost its soul once known as the biscuit men back in the days when Reading was a biscuit factory town they do look like a vice count biscuit a vice count a vice biscuit not a vice count a vice count biscuit you said vice count yeah it's vice count isn't it Biscuit. <laughs> I'm representing Pete Freens from Bermondsey, where my old nan would work. And um, shovel twiglets, that was her job, shoveling twiglets. I must have on that Pete, Aidan O'Brien getting called up, takes the biscuit. Oh, I'm here all week. I don't know if I've mentioned this story before. Forgive me if I have, but it's my bloody show, so I'll say, if I want to repeat my stories, I will do. But my old nan used to bring back a, a twiglet shovel, and as a kid we were greatly fascinated by her twiglet shovel that she would wash up with all the other washing up. And big secret now, she's long gone now, but um, obviously twiglet shovel will get covered in marmite. So when she would bring it home, before, ahead of it being washed up for work next day, she'd let the dog lick all the marmite off it. <laughs> Ah, the good old days. Worked there for 40 years, never got a pension, so there's the good old days for you as well, dear listeners. The thing 
was the, the only live football really was the cup final the England Scotland game yeah. um, the European Cup final yeah. uh, the cup if, you're lucky. if there was an English team in it yeah. you get, might get the UEFA Cup otherwise not really they'd often deal with that in terms of edited highlights yeah. um, the odd inter- I remember England playing West Germany in 70, that was on live but that was a major match I remember um, England Austria at 78 they showed the second half live second half live yeah but it really was not the same level of um, football. We're joined by another old git. It's Keith Mackay of Exmolu. Welcome to the show, Keith. Yeah, how's it going, Nick? You all right? I'm good, mate. We're just doing old git stuff. We're old gits, aren't we? We are, mate, we are. Um, lack of, as kids, a lack of live football on telling. Now you've got a deluge of international, every every nation in Europe, you know, their, their, uh, their leagues on TV. I'm not sure we've gained much. We've, we're bored out of our brains, whereas as kids, you know, the football was sparse and you see more of an event. More, more yeah. An event. Yeah. Yeah. What colour are their shorts, Keith? Tangerine. Tangerine? <laughs> the, the brown. The brown. <laughs> The brown. 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 The The brown. The brown. The brown. The brown. The brown. The brown. Reading open the second half with yet more interminable passing around their own half. I believe it's called the beautiful game, chaps. I believe it is. They run straight into uh, the middle midfield. We now break. This is Jed Wallace. Probably a little bit overhit there by Sean Williams. I'll tell you what, dear listeners, I couldn't watch this every week. I couldn't watch Reading, could you? No. It would, it would do me in. I could not go to football if this was what you got served up week in, week out. I know we thrive on blood and thunder down the den, but blimey. A bit fine, like finding yourself in an old people's home in the lounge with some uh, daytime TV on with the sound off and it's you're waiting for tea time that's going to be the big highlight of your day tea time that's what watching Reading's like so far Byron just down on the floor and taking a knock gives me a chance to twirl, dwell on the forthcoming Cold Blow Lane magazine comeback annual. We've got the we've got the band together here actually. Got, it, yeah. Only Don is missing from the band tonight. He can't be with us. He's in, Mon- He's in Monaco. <laughs> I'm sending a video message. Yeah, he's over there in the corner. A glittering, the glittering literary connoisseur, connoisseur of Millwall. The people in the know. Keith Mackay, Neil Andrews, and Nick Hart. We're going to be producing a, a Cold Blow Lane annual, dear listeners, um, for the usual charitable good causes. So keep your ear rolls out for that because we will be um, aiming for a Christmas launch for the Christmas annual. 51 minutes, Reading still doing the old tedium. The ball being passed around incessantly across their back line inside their own half. Lions trying to force an issue, but so far without success. So 70s band, Tangerine Dream, did they not have a, a thing where the concert was actually in, in action as you entered the, uh, the Hammersmith Odeon? You were sitting down, you had like ambient noises going on. As you're taking your seat, it turns out that actually was the concert going on. I don't know why, but I'm reminded of that with uh, not just the, uh, the tangerine shirts of Reading, I'm just reminded of that whole kind of idea of um, mind-numbing as an art form. What am I on about? 52 minutes, mill free kick. 
be a launch forward by Jordan Archer. Halfway inside her own half. There it goes. Arcing forward like a North Korean missile. A team less like let Jap stay as a player, I can't imagine. I mean, he was, he was, if anything, he was direct, wasn't he? He was a forceful player. I'd say the Millwall team is in the image of Neil Harris, who thrived on the big occasion. But this, for Jack Stam's Reading, I'd say it was um, the complete opposite of him as a player. Come towards 55 minutes, dear listeners. Millwall struggling to break down the walls of tedium. Reading on the right now, ball into the Mill box. That's headed clear by Hutchinson. One of our more underrated players, but I did notice he got into the Football League team of the week this week in the Football League paper. Rightly recognised for his contribution and Mr Consistency, Sean Hutchinson. Comes towards the 63rd minute, it's going to be a throw-in for Reading. They seem to get moments where they're going to cross it and they don't cross it and start playing these triangle patterns that they, they seem to um, mistake for, for, for football. Lines pressing high up the pitch at the moment, 67 minutes, halfway through the second half. Mill desperate to try and force a moment of drama or something that will enliven this Mogadon game, this Valium game. So far to no avail, though, dear listeners. Nice ball forward from Paul McLaughlin to Williams. This is Odo Bryan now on the right hand side, ball into the boxes. Poor cross, poor cross. International <laughs> Not sure the, interna- the international committee here, selectors would quite have uh, backed that one. But there we are. 70 minutes, dear listeners, 20 to go. Mill struggling to break down this, this Reading defence. We've not helped our calls when we do get the ball of poor final deliveries. But we do look like we're struggling where the game isn't as to skelter or as, as uh, brimstone and treacle as, for example, the Leeds United home game. Some ragged passing by Millwall as we go towards 72 minutes. We'll keep our patience. It's been a frustrating game, that's for sure, but we're not going to help our calls by wild passing when we do get the ball. Right-sided corner for Reading. At the Open University of Football Club. Really swung in. Deepness 1-0. It's one chance, 16 hits over and close. Fucking hell. Simple enough uh, chance. The ball swings in from the right-hand side. Curves into the middle and is headed home from close. Middle uh, defence beat into the punch. 1-0. We're going to struggle in this one, dear listeners. We've struggled so far. So a bit of a mountain to climb now, dear listeners, because we're uh, a goal down with just 80, 17 minutes to go. We've struggled to get into the game, in all honesty. Boring, boring Reading. They're seeing it at the other end. It is boring. Great tackle, McLaughlin wins the ball. This is Aidan O'Brien on the right-hand side. Still no signs of any changes to the middle starting 11. We've not really looked like scoring all game, in all, in all honesty. 12 minutes to go. 11 minutes to go. 79 minutes. Perhaps there's a paucity of options on the bench, as, 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 uh, as we've said a few times now. Here's Wallace. Fred tries to do a one-two, but he wins the ball back. Can he get the cross in? It's deep, deep, deep. Put behind by the leading defender for corner. Right, left-sided corner. Millwall. Then it comes from Williams, deep. 
back post. Bueno, who's that? O'Brien, international goal! Class, what a... Ain't no Brian header, far post. Straight forward goal, just like the, the Reading goal at White. Savile! Savile! It was Joe Savile, apologies. In comes the call, let's watch the replay. Joe Savile. There's it in off the, uh, well, the far, the far left post. Joe Savile, no, ain't no Brian. Forgive me for my inaccuracies. Long oh Lord. Long this is why you. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> no, I didn't see it coming. Well, it sparked in the last 10 minutes. Maybe we can get something going out of that. It came out of nowhere, in all honesty. Ball back. Fred's chasing it down. Goalkeeper clears it. 81 minutes. Let's put a buzz around the stadium, dear listeners. Boring, boring Reading, oh, that really is for sure. Here's a change for Millwall. Who's coming in? 10 for 11. Ferguson's coming in. Is that Fred coming out? Good approach, Reese. He's done a job today. Not massively effective, but he's put himself around. He's been busy. He's been busy. Good applause for him. Ferguson, another member of the glittering tapestry of internationals at the game at the moment. And of course, uh, Morrison finds Wallace, but he's tackled at the last death by the uh, green defence. Now, there comes McLaughlin down the right-hand side. 80, 85 minutes ticks towards it. Ball into the mix towards Morrison. Ball bouncing around. slams it on. Ball into the box. Headed backwards. It falls to Jules Savile. Slammed home. From the other penalty. Took a slight deflection. Maybe. I'll have to see that one again on the uh, screen. Great work, Jules Savile. 2-1, Millwall. Did you see that coming? No. Let's see what they think possession was. Yeah. There goes Shep Wallace on the halfway line. Tipped by the 16. It's got to be a free kick. Now he's booked him for a dive. What the fuck was that? Wallace booked for a dive, it was clearly clipped. And therefore he gives it the other way. What can you do? Bizarre decision by the referee there, dear listeners. If you're going to get bizarre decisions, get it when you're 2-1 in front rather than 1-0 down. Really persisting with their passing style. It's going to be Jake Cooper coming into the game now. He's coming out. Also, Wallace is coming out of the game. He's not been his most effective today, Jeff Wallace. But he's always dangerous. Always dangerous. And then the whole team's up here at his most effective, apart from the last few minutes. Of course. Yeah, a bit lively now, really, you know. Yeah. Suddenly. That was Super Mills game entirely. And Harry, Harry down the defence. There's a free kick conceded by 
middle uh, forwards trying to press them trying to force a, a mistake that will settle the, the, the issue we'll play with three uh, big central defenders now and Steve Morrison up front it's a free kick considered by Jake Cook uh, McLaughlin in there so on the left hand side number seven goes flying four minutes of overtime to go chance of Reading to dig it into the middle so seven's going to swing it into the middle it's bouncing around there heading away there by Webster overhead kick and hoof clearing the event by Jules Saddle two goal Jules Saddle mistaken both times by me before Aidan O'Brien mistake easily made they're both internationals Reading moving with more urgency now as you can appreciate just two minutes to go that's headed clear by Jake Cooper ex-Reading man of course Jake Cooper two this season back it comes into the middle penalty area that's bouncing around it falls to the edge of the penalty area it's still flying up and down get it clear Millwall Cooper ball still bouncing around brilliant save there by Archer fantastic save by Jordan Archer spread himself in front of the old coming forward there it's literally two minutes to go and that was a, that was a great save by Jordan Archer 90 seconds manic quality to the end of the game that's been you know you wouldn't have thought it's been such a uh, bore fest to, to date but it's been live in the last few minutes you do wonder how much more effective a team really might be with a little bit more urgency there but they've actually not too, not too bad in these last manic couple of moments it seems to be that they uh, they try and bore you to death trying to win a penalty on the far side goal kick 12 and 16 if he's gone diving he should be booked for that and he's not booked he's having a go at the lines but now the referee's stepping in goal, uh, goal kick awarded consistency yet again dear listeners Wallace was booked for a dive the Reading player trying to win a penalty doesn't get the booking oh, no. Come on. Throw. he should be final whistle should be any moment now with four and a half minutes in Three, dear listeners. Two-one win for the Lions in the event. Deservedly so. We shall win for overall nil. Possession football gets you nowhere, really. As it turns out, it doesn't. I know. It was quite bad. Really they wasted all that time when they went one nil up. They beat in the arse in the end. But they showed more urgency. They didn't actually put on bad side. There we are. The national class always prevails. But then. Big thank you and Neil Andrew. Nice to see Keith Mackay again. I didn't see that coming, mate. 2-1. Fucking brilliant. None of us saw it coming. Fantastic. There you are. Rocking all over the world. Thank you for tuning in to this Mishmosh Midweek Special. We'll be back as per normal the weekend. Thank you for listening. Arriva Dirty Millwall. being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to health care it pays to be extra 
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.